And on Twitter X at Keith Smith NBA. Here's Keith Smith talking basketball with Bryant and Brett. Keith Smith joining us now from Spa Track and the Front Office Show to talk the NBA. Keith, thanks so much for joining us again. And uh, I want to talk a lot of NBA all across the country, but I got to start with the Grizzlies. Another loss last night to the Miami Heat. I've heard a lot of people here locally saying what they think is wrong with this team. But for you, from a, a national perspective, what's wrong with this Grizzlies team right now? Uh, they, I mean, they're just going through it. They, they don't have enough offense. They, they, they are really struggling to score points. Um, you know, they, their defense is doing the best they can, and it's been relatively solid. But offensively, teams are loading up on Desmond Bain, and they don't have enough other guys who can create. Marcus Smart is really the only other off-the-dribble creator. And up front, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr. is doing what he can, but it's been a tough go. You hope uh, – you know, maybe getting guys like Luke Kennard in there a little bit more can help out. Maybe Santi Aldama, when he's fully up and running, that'll help put some more points on the board. But right now, the offense is the biggest issue they have. Keith, I'm getting ready to commit what when I hear it driving. I listen, I consume and listen to a lot of sports talk radio because I like to hear the perspectives. I like to hear people that do it well, and I like to hear sometimes I know I'm doing it better than that one. Uh, but one of one of the least fake favorite things I have is when I hear body language, gut mm, feels, yeah. and I'm getting ready to do it. Marcus Smart's body language looks like he's miserable. Hmm. Yeah, I don't I, – I, and maybe it's because I have not watched all of every game, um, so I haven't necessarily picked that up, but – he goes through periods like that. He's a guy who he wears his emotions on his sleeve. You're, you're never going to wonder how he feels about things. And, you know, what, what I always tell people, I had a couple people from the Memphis area ask, like, hey, what about Marcus? And I always say, just ask. He's yeah. always going to be 100% open and honest with people. But, yeah, he, I wouldn't be surprised if he's going through it a little bit right now because he has had one bad season in his career and that was his rookie year when uh, the Celtics had bottomed down. We're really starting over. Every year since then, he's been on good, competitive teams. So this is probably gnawing at him a little bit that they're not playing so well. And your recitation of Grizzlies' woes, it, it, it hit the, the center of the bullseye. And it's the classic kind of Murphy's Law when things are going wrong. On a night they play defense, they have no offense. On the night mm-hmm. they have some offense, they play no defense. On a the night they shut down that maybe our, our limit, the other team's star, somebody out of nowhere emerges. When you uh, limit all kind of the satellite players, the star has a star game. Yeah. Right now, just nothing going right. Yeah, that's how it seems to go. When, when, when it's going bad, it, you know, uh, well, what is it? When it rains, it pours. And, you know, right now, it feels like the Grizzlies, it's an avalanche of bad. And you don't want to turn and look too long because you know it's coming down the mountain for you. And all you can do is try to outrun it, get yourself to a place where you feel like, all right, we can get in there. We, we can start, you know, making things happen. But the big thing is, you know, you can't win more than one game a night. You got to play the game in front of you, try to get that game won. You try to stack a couple together, and then the next thing you know, it's pretty early, right? You can you can be back fighting around 500. And if you're you're within three, four, five games of 500, when John Morant gets back, all of a sudden you can see things start to change in a major, major way. Keith, I don't want to overdo this, but the, he, he certainly has played a role. 
and he has paid a dear price with public image and and with other things. But it's the whole: how much does John Morant deserve the blame for for this start, and really how last year uh, how last year ended? Uh, how comfortable are you placing uh, a lot of the blame on John Morant? Yeah, I think in the macro sense, a good chunk, right? He is sure. the star. He is the face of the franchise. You know, if any team loses that level of player, they're going to struggle. They're going to have their tough times. They're really going to have a hard time getting through it. So that is, you know, that is part of it. Now, in the, the more micro sense, none. He's not out there right now, right? It, 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 it almost becomes akin to, and I realize they're out for very different reasons, but we're not going to put any of the blame on Steven Adams or Brandon Clark. They're, they're unable to play. He's unable to play. And I think if you ask Taylor Jenkins, I have not. But my guess is the answer is going to be something like, he's not playing. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. We talk about the guys who play. They all need to do better. And that's you know, really where it's at. But, yeah, in a macro sense, for sure, because this roster is built in a way of, all right, you know, here we are. And then they had to make some other moves in the short term to build it out a different way. So it's just they, they're going through it right now. Uh, we've had one uh, in-season tournament night behind us. What are your thoughts on these uh, these courts that they've uh, put out there for this in-season tournament? <laughs> yeah, um, it's a lot. <laughs> you know, they they they, they could have accomplished the same thing with just kind of the runway down the middle mm-hmm. and left the rest of it, you know, relatively normal. Yeah. And I get it, right? They want when a casual fan it turns on and is flipping through the channels to be. Oh, in-season tournament night. All right, I'm going to tune in and watch. And, you know, maybe. Now, I will say, they missed the mark with some of them. That Chicago Bulls court, you know, the red on red on black, uh and then with a team wearing black uniforms, all I saw on social media, I was out in Phoenix when that game was being played, but all I saw on social media was, Hey, I'm colorblind. I can't even watch. I can't can't see anything. (laughs) I can't tell what's going on. Legitimately, seriously. Exactly, yeah. And then you had, you know, the issue with, I know it was Grant Williams of the Mavericks. Uh-huh. I came off for his pregame and was like, I'm missing everything short. I don't miss short. What is going on? Begged them to measure it, and the three-point line was off by a whole foot. Oh, good so, Lord. You know, on, they yeah. fixed in advance of the game, but it is, you know, these are the things that are, you know, it, it sounds nice, but you went a little, uh, not even a little, you went about four or five steps too far with the gimmick. Yeah, and you mentioned last Thursday night, and you were in Phoenix, and you weren't just at any old game. I texted you. That's one that you you can say in many, mm-hmm. many, many years from now, you were there for the breakout Wimby game. All right, last night, I know at the Garden was disappointing, and Brian and I went through some of the all-time Garden performances, both uh, the other Garden locations and the current one since 1968, and he, he had a bad night. But you saw you saw the first breakout game in Phoenix. Yeah, he was you know really something that that night. And they they what was interesting was they played great out of the gate. It looked like they were going to really run the sun off the floor. And then Devin Booker, uh, you know, unfortunately he's only played in a couple games this year. But that one, he put the Suns on his back and he yeah. carried them all the way back to tie it. And then it was the Spurs were like, all right, let's go. And that was I think a bet if you ask Greg Popovich. He would say, yeah, blowouts are nice, but these are the ones we're going to learn from, mm-hmm. right? These are the games that are going to mean a lot for us as we kind of, you know, grow as a team. And when Minyama, you know, as much as, you know, you can as a rookie, 
He said, let's go. I got you guys. Let's make it happen. And what was cool was I kind of equated it to, you know, my beloved Patriots. For a little while, the offense was, everything's gone to crap. Just throw it up to Gronk, and he'll come down with it. The Spurs have kind of figured out, just throw it up to Wemby, and he's going (laughs) to make something happen around the rim. And there were, you know, just so many highlight plays. It was it was really special. And it was, uh, I'll tell you a little inside baseball. I was exhausted because I had been up since 3 a.m. Oh. Uh, Eastern time. And I was wiped. And I almost said, you know what, I'm going to give it a miss. I'm going to stay at the hotel. I'm going to, you know, hang out here. And then I said, nah, I don't want to be kicking myself if I didn't go. Mm-hmm. And boy, would I have been kicking myself. So I'm glad. You know, I went. So my advice to everybody, if you have doubts, Go to the game. You're not going to regret it. Yeah, I'm so with you, Keith. And I tell everybody, Bryant knows this. I tell everybody, you got to be there. And yep. I was I was taught that by a seasoned veteran that knew what he was talking about. You got to be there. A lot of nights, it's, it's throwaway nights. I mean, you, you don't remember it. It's pre-med, pre-law. But when you're there, when the magic happens, you're glad you're there. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I, I also, I'll tell you, you know, my, my dad, when I was growing up as a kid, we didn't go to a lot of games. We just He wasn't home a lot. We didn't have that kind of money. But when we went, we stayed for the whole thing. Because yeah. my grandfather told him, you know, my dad remembers being at a Red Sox game and saying, you know, we should probably go. We should leave. And my grandfather said, nope, we don't come to that many. We're staying for the whole thing. And then calling your home runs in the last three innings and the Red Sox won. So my dad you know, learned it as a kid and passed on to me. You don't leave early. No. You do not. And last night, you know, at it, it, about the four-minute mark, there were a lot of people leaving, yeah. then a lot more at the two-minute mark. And then a little bit of magic happened. It got close to the buzzer, and I sat right there. I don't leave till it's all zeros. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let, let, it, let it play. Let it go. You know, in basketball till it's all zeros on the clock, and and then you can pack up and go home. You know, I always say beating the traffic isn't as important as, uh, you know, missing something great. Yeah, it, it, you're absolutely right about that. Talking to Keith Smith about the NBA from Spot Track and the Front Office Show. Uh, Keith, were you able to catch much of uh, Dylan Brooks versus LeBron last night and see all of those antics? I did. I watched some of it. I did not watch the whole thing because when I'm catching up on the games, I didn't see if it's a blowout. I tend to yeah. uh, reprioritize and go in a different direction. But I did catch a good chunk of it. And, you know, I mean, we know Dylan Brooks is hes going to talk. And he's going <laughs> to yap until somebody does something about it. And it's just, you know, that's his thing. And, and for now, you know, hey, it's, it's working out. Houston is starting to play pretty, pretty good basketball and starting to win at a pretty good clip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not rookie of the year, but new player in a new location. So far in in this two weeks or two weeks and two days, what's the player in a kind of a change of location you really liked watching him in the new place? Uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I'm a little close to it, so I really enjoyed Drew Holiday and Chris Porzingis mm, uh, yeah. with the Celtics, especially Drew Holiday. You know, seeing what he does. Uh, you know, just on the defensive end of the floor, he's just such a smart, crafty defender. The way he kind of you know gets up into guys. And last night, the Celtics had him. You know, most possessions he guarded Doyle and Beat, and they left Porzingis in the help spot to to bring kind of help. And you know, Holiday, you know, and Beat got his, of course, because he's always got it. But Drew Holiday, you know, did some stuff you know against him where he made it difficult on Joel Embiid. So. You know, those two guys, it looks pretty good. I'm very curious to see 
you know, what happens with, with James Harden uh, in, in, with, with the Clippers now, I think there's a chance that is a chance to go, you know, fairly well. Um, you know, Damian Lillard's been fun with the box. So mm-hmm. right now it's, you know, I'm, I'm trying to catch everybody as much as I can. But, you know, ask me again in a month and I'll probably have a whole new set of names sure, for you. Sure, and that's the fun of it because the league's really in a good position. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I missed that. What was that? The league's just in a really good spot, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. The, the, the league is is filled with talent, as I can remember. You have guys either on two-way contracts in the G League, or even some guys are on standard contracts, but at the end of the bench, they can't get minutes. This is, you know, this is where we're headed towards expansion. You know, it's coming, and the league has enough talent. You know, the last... Uh, a couple times they've expanded, they've done okay, but there was a period when they, they were expanding and it was like, man, you're just handing wins to these other teams because these expansion teams yeah. are so bad and it's going to take them a while. But we're, we're, we're going to get there. The league's in a great place and the league's in a great place with stars. We've got, you know, kind of the old guards still hanging in there, but boy, we've got some young stars that are really coming into their prime that are a lot of fun too. What's the year for the opening night in the new, new cities? Um, let's see. So this is 23-24. My guess is we get it announced at some point, I'll say by the end of 2025, um, we get the announcement, and then it's usually about two or three seasons. So so we'll probably, let's be optimistic, and we'll say, like, probably the 26, 27, maybe 27, 28 season. That, and that will get here fast. It will. Sure will. Yeah, it absolutely will. Uh, I was talking to somebody earlier today, and they were telling me that they were kind of uh, surprised that the 76ers have been playing so well early without James Harden. Are, are you surprised with the start by the 76ers? I mean, they still have Joel Embiid, uh, Therese Max. I mean, they still got a lot of talented pieces on that team. I think Nick Nurse is surprised. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah sure. Uh, what, have you, what have you thought about the 76ers? Yeah, I, you know, I, I am a little bit surprised. I thought... You know, one, I thought if the distraction lingers, that's hard, right? Yeah. You gotta, then, then that becomes real, real messy, um, for the team. And, you know, but they, they, they got through that. Now that's gone. And, and I think, you know, Tyrese Maxey is completely unlocked. Mm-hmm. Their offense has a lot more variance to it now because it is not just James Harden runs a hundred pick and rolls a night with Joel Embiid. And then when it doesn't work, he holds it and holds it and holds it. You've got Maxey. You know, he is so fast. But so under control while being that fast, that is an absolute skill. He reminds me a lot. He's taking his leap like Darren Fox did, you know, over the last couple of years. He's starting to take, you know, a very similar type leap. And then, you know, Tobias Harris, he's no longer relegated to you go stand over there in the corner yeah. and hang out. So, you know, Embiid's going to do his thing. Maxie's going to do his thing. But then you got uh, Harris, you know, is back into it. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right about that. Who uh, outside of Victor Wembanyama, what rookies have have impressed you so far through the season? Yeah, Chad Holmgren. I know that's a little yeah. tough because people don't, you know, we don't want to consider him a rookie, but he is. You know, the league calls him a rookie, so you know, I'm going to call him. Yeah, he one is. Two. It's the first time he's playing. Yeah, exactly. So you know, he's been really, really good. Um, you know, incredibly efficient and, you know, just us and stuff. And then, uh, you know, I think Keontae George, he mm. moved into the starting lineup last night uh, for the Utah Jazz. He can really play. He's, the shot's a little shaky. He's got to get that uh, part figured out. But he has been really, really solid uh, for them. And I think he's going to be a good player. So those are two guys that immediately kind of come to mind that, you know, they've been a lot of fun because, 
you know, like Scoot Henderson's been, been pretty good, but he's missed some time. Brandon Miller, he's been a little, you know, on and off like most rookies are. But, you know, these guys have looked pretty solid. We're visiting with Keith Smith from Spot Track in the front office show. A regular guest of ours every Thursday. He's visiting with us a, a little a little later than normally on Thursday. He's usually at four central, but wanted to accommodate him. Do we win in soccer? We did, yeah. We're uh, Heck yeah. What are we four 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 and oh uh, you know, the All team right. is uh, rolling right along. So so we're we're happy. I got I got a I got a happy little goalkeeper who's now being uh driven to her club soccer practice wow. after her school soccer game. So we uh we, we, we live on the soccer field now. That's great. If they keep score, we want to win. Keith, look That's out. Right. Undefeated Dolphins. Here we go. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. Yeah, you know, if we, uh, I always say, yeah, if they're going to keep scoring, might as well play to win. You, right. you sure should. You mentioned expansion tonight, the Mexico City game. Mm. Do you think Mexico City could be one of the expansion cities? I, I don't know if they're going to be in this round. I think they could be um, down the line. The, the G League team... It got off to a weird start down there because of the pandemic. So that's been a little bit of a challenge for them. They're starting to figure it out. But this is going to be another full good year of a test case for how does it work. You know, can we really make it work with other teams traveling in and out of Mexico City? Can we make those games work? I think I think we're going to see them take care of Seattle, uh, which yeah. absolutely needs to have a team. Yeah. Then I think Las Vegas. But if they go two more, I, I think you might see international. I think you might see Mexico City. And I think there's a chance we see Vancouver get back in the mix. And they try to, again, continue to kind of rebalance the conferences a little with maybe, you know, Memphis, Minnesota, New Orleans, all candidates to eventually uh, move into the Eastern Conference right near a couple teams that might be a little bit closer to. And, and you, you'd have to think if someday it got to Mexico City, for a, a road trip, either starting in Mexico City, finishing in San Antonio, New Orleans, Houston, yeah. Dallas. I mean, the, that 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 will be in the the grouping when you, when you would go there, wouldn't it? Yeah, and you've got Phoenix isn't too far away either. Sure. Even the Southern California. That's team, right. I forget not that. Too far. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. It, it, I know one of the big challenges is uh, you know everybody talks about the altitude in Denver. The altitude in Mexico City is no joke. Um, so that's another mm-hmm. thing that they're they're trying to make sure you know if we can get the the players in there you know this altitude is going to be going to be pretty tough. I know you know when the the soccer teams go to the Azteca and play, they go in you know often weeks early just to adjust wow. if they can because of how, how you know difficult the altitude is there in Mexico City. But you know it it it's it, it, it's on the NBA's list. So let's put it that way, and that's why. They're playing these regular season games there. That's why they've got the G League team there, because they're trying to see, is this a viable option? Because not only is it Mexico, but they believe that opens the entire gateway to Central and South America for them. Y'all, both y'all, anybody out there listening, go to YouTube, put it in, it'll, it'll pop up. Bob Beeman in the 68 Olympics in Mexico City in, in the long jump, I'm telling you, he's still in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Like it, it did not come down. It, I mean, he was really? flying. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, I've checked that out. Uh, Keith, uh, I, I've seen reports I, I, earlier today that the NBA is discussing making the draft uh, two days uh, instead of just uh, the one that it is right now, and it could uh, change as early as this upcoming season. What is going into that decision? What is going into those conversations about wanting to move it to two days rather than just one? 
Yeah, I mean, primarily is if you can stretch it into a two-day TV event in a period of time where there's not a whole lot going on, uh, why not, right? I'll own two more days of it. Now, from the team side, there are definitely some teams that are like, hey, we wouldn't mind having a reset and being able to say, all right, where is everything? Because mm, yeah. draft night is chaotic in the NBA. You know, the, the first round, the second round's only three minutes. I mean, those picks are flying <laughs> around. And I think the NBA... There, if you could pour some truth serum into them, I think they're tired about the jokes about how Nikola Jokic got drafted during a Taco Bell commercial. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what it is. Yeah, that is that is a good point. Uh, Keith, last thing for you, uh, if we still – do we have Keith? I think I think so. Yeah, I think yeah, Keith's still there. Yeah, cut out a little bit there. We got you, Keith. Uh, last thing for you, uh, the Boston Celtics, you've talked uh, about them uh, a little bit earlier, but what have you made of, of the start of the season for them? Only two losses um, for them this season. I think coming in their last two games um, were both of those losses. Yeah, last two games against the T-Wolves and the 76ers. What have you made of the start of the season for the Celtics? Yeah, I think they get out of the gates great. And that, that, I think, got people really fired up and maybe a little overconfident of where this mm. team is. It, it, you know, when you're working in two new starters and you traded away some long-term rotation guys, and you've got some bench guys stepping in, it does get a little – it can go a little wonky. You know, I always remember that great Miami Heat team with LeBron, Wade, and Bosch. Yeah. They were something like 10-10 and 10 through 20 games. So – you know, there's going to be some bumps in the road, and they ran into a couple good teams, and they've got some stuff to figure out. Some of the old problems pop back up as far as late game actually and the like. But but you can see when they're when they're rolling, they've got just about everything you need. Yeah. And you know, I think more more good nights and bad are coming. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Well, it's been uh, a fun start to the season in the NBA, and I, I know it's just going to get more and more entertaining as the year goes on. But, Keith, as always, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll do it again next Thursday. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Thank Keith. you, Keith. Thank you, and have a great weekend. And congratulations on the soccer. That's right. Event. Always like a win. Yes, sir. Keith with us every Thursday afternoon. And Greg was so kind to accommodate mm-hmm. today as well. But Keith will be back with us next week at 4 o'clock in his spot, 4 Central in his spot as he is based out of Orlando, but now it's starting to get back out. And he saw the breakout game for Wimby last Thursday night in Phoenix. And it's why you always go and stay that's to right. the end. That's right. You know that's my mantra. Uh, it's your mantra. And this I, out- I, I try to... Try to stick with it if I can. <laughs> what are we saving? Five yeah, minutes? That's a good point. I mean, those people well, you went to the Boise game and, with. And the people I I tell people all the time, is they're like, okay, this game's over. We've got it. we got to leave. We will beat traffic. I go, everybody else in the stadium is thinking that same exact thing. You see everyone walking to the we'll exit right now? They're all going, let's let them go get stuck in traffic. We'll wait, and then we'll beat the traffic by being late to the traffic. This hour of our show brought to you every day by Hewlett and Dunn on the historic square in Collierville and there since 1961 and all these years it's just been perfect at the holiday season and right now it is it is it's just magical it makes you feel so good it looks so good go by and visit charles hall he started working at hewlett and dunn in his teens and now with his wife laura what a great team they are they own the place known for all the boots but also accessories clothing cap for any team any season so much they have there all the jackets all the great western wear work boots safety toe soft toe boots rubber boots whatever you need for every occasion hunting season this week 
weekend, deer season for a lot of people. That's where you need to get the boots. It's not going to be that cold out there this weekend, but you're going to need good bootwear. From head to toe, they got you covered with every brand imaginable. Ariat, Anderson Bean, Dan Post, whether it's for men or women, they've got the clothing. Jeans, pants, shirts, shorts, outerwear, and the best duckhead collection you'll find. Charles and Laura Hall invite you to 111 North Center Street. Or go to HewlettDunn.com, but better yet, come by the square in Collierville for boot care products, sunglasses, hats, and every area team snapback cool hat you can think of for, for the Tigers, Mississippi State, Tennessee, Ole Miss, the Razorbacks, and travel season, it's here. And for the travel bag selection, it's top notch. HewlettDunn.com, but please stop by and visit and say hello at 111 North Center Street on the square in Collierville at Hewlett and Dunn. Well, let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, we'll talk about what's trending. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to sports time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Hewlett and Dunn, Good and Gene Company in Collierville. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome back into Sports Time. Bryant and Brett with you in our Family Leisure Studios. we got about 30 minutes left in today's show, and Brett... Oh, Brett, um, I've got a uh, I've got a status uh, report from the Memphis Grizzlies for you for uh, for tomorrow night's game against the Jazz, um, and we got more guys on the uh, on the list. Uh, I guess I should say one more guy on the no two more guys on the list. Uh, here's the status report for the Memphis Grizzlies for tomorrow night's game against the Utah Jazz. Questionable: John Conchar with right hip strain and Zaire Williams. With left hip strain. Interesting. One has the right hip, one has the left hip. Interesting. Doubtful. Jake LaRavia with a left great toe contusion. Interesting. Out, of course, Steven Adams, Brandon Clark, Gigi Jackson, John Morant, Derrick Rose, and still out Xavier Tillman Sr. with that left knee injury recovery. So add a couple more to the injury list, um, and uh, they're going to be, again, very thin uh, when it comes to uh, available bodies tomorrow night, I might get a little more clarity tomorrow on Derrick Rose. I would hope so. Pre-game. I would hope so. Uh, but I mean, it sounds like you know if there is maybe from week to week to day to day. Um, but, he he went through some workouts yeah, last night did he? before the game. Interesting. Well, I mean, hopefully we get something because um, it sounds like what you know DeMichael has been. Reporting and, and what he's hearing from from coach and from his sources is that it's still week to week and, and that it's still going to be some time. But maybe if we could get okay, he's progressing well. He's day to day. Maybe we can have him by the end of the weekend, start of next week. I think you feel really good about that because I mean you you could certainly use him. The next four I think should take two. Utah tomorrow night. Yeah, I mean, we're we're not talking about any hmm. colossus. No, and that's a in season tournament game. You want to win that game throw the record <laughs> at clippers at lakers oh should split that shouldn't you with the lakers in this patch they're so. in the clippers for that matter yeah i mean i think i think i feel better about the lakers after kind of seeing uh last night but i mean i think anthony davis no shocker hurt again yeah but i mean is he back for that game i think he's listed right now day to day so if he's back for that game then i'm kind of 
worried about that one. He has an abductor injury. I don't know. Do I have abductors? I don't. It's a great question. Well, you know, Brett, I was confused with John earlier today because John kept calling it a uh, a hip spasm. And I go, John. I think we used to call it a hip pointer. Yeah, a hip pointer, yeah. And he kept going, he, he, he's got a hip spasm. He had a hip spasm. And I go, John. I don't know where this is going. John, I could have sworn me. that I saw during the game against the Heat that he left with a groin spasm. And I said, because a lot of people were making. I was right. That's uh-huh. where it was going. Yes. And so I looked it up, and sure enough, it was reported at the time a groin. I think now, because of the jokes you can make, they have labeled it a um, hip Okay. spasm and um so who knows if he plays or not i mean i'm worried because if they have anthony davis um i don't and, and we know john harden's on the injured list and, we, and, we, and we'll be in a boot we'll, tomorrow we'll be there uh yes we'll, we'll be on the injury list for for a while um after deciding i knew that to kickball play kickball. was gonna get him hurt i knew it well, I mean, I told i'm him. still mad at him for coming in complaining about it and then going play kickball that night i mean what are you doing john you it, knew it was gonna happen i knew it was gonna happen but uh you know i think I mean, if you can two of the next three at San Antonio's not imposing, is it? No. And Boston at home is. Boston at home is very imposing. Um, at at Houston, I don't think you can count any of them right now. No, you really can't. I, I, I wouldn't want to go full W's and L's well, right now. One, the problem with this, Brett, and, and Bismack Biombo, I will say, has 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 given you, I think. A much better shot against teams. I think he does bring a lot when it comes to rebounding, protecting the paint. But, I mean, we know the stars the Clippers have. If Anthony Davis plays for the Lakers, they'll have a star big man in there. And then you go to San Antonio, I mean, you don't really have anybody that can match up against against Victor. No, you don't. And tomorrow night with the Tigers playing at the Mizzou Tigers, we both, when we did wins and losses Mm -hmm. yesterday, we both had tomorrow night as a loss. Yeah. I'm, we're, we're not changing. Greg last night, and, and with us today, really confident about tomorrow night's chances. Yeah, and, and when, I mean, I think you look at, you know, we talked at the beginning of the show today of the the line right now. It's sitting at uh, two, minus two for, for Missouri. I think you should feel good Pickle. about that. I mean, it's basically a pick em, a a one-shot um, spread, and so I think you got to feel good about that. Going onto the road into an SEC environment, um, I would think – even though I do think this Memphis team is good, that it would be about three, three and a half, maybe even four. And so, uh, you know, I think you should feel good about this game. I think it's going to be a good test for the Tigers, but obviously you need to clean things up. But I think if you clean those things up tomorrow night, you could win that game. You could very easily win that game against Missouri. I'm trying to see when Michigan plays again. Well, they play St. John's Monday night. I was impressed with Michigan. I didn't get to see all of the game, but I was really impressed with that first game for Michigan. That would be the first opponent. In Atlantis, that's why I was interested yeah. interested in that. And they have uh, Olivier Nkamwa, who uh, played at Tennessee last year, in really kind of limited role at Tennessee last year, kind of had some big games at times. Um, but it seems like they're kind of giving him more of an opportunity, more uh, you know, more of a role at Michigan. So, you know, I, I think uh, Kevin Sweeney said it when we were talking to him yesterday of, you know, there were a lot of question marks because you lose Hunter Dickinson um, and, and then you've got the um, – Caleb Love wanted 
wanted to go to Michigan, but then was told he couldn't for academic reasons, and that happened to a couple of guys. So it's been a weird offseason for Michigan, but I'll be honest, I, I was really impressed against a team, um, their first game, I don't even remember, UNC Asheville, who made the NCAA tournament last year. So a tournament team from last year, and, and I thought it looked really good against them. The Michigan football case yeah. is seemed to have simmered down. Going to mm-hmm. give it the operational pause over the weekend, and then we'll do it all again next week. I think right now, now look, some of the actions were definitely out of bounds. Mm-hmm. But what Michigan did in saying, we're not rolling over yeah. and just letting y'all kick us when we're mm-hmm. down. We're lawyering up, and you better have a case, and we're going to fight back, and we're going to name names. Yeah, It's backed a lot of people off. Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm glad they did it because you know we were talking to uh, to Bill earlier in the show, Bill Bender, and uh, he kind of you know the the Big Ten classroom tattling on each other, where everyone's pointing at Michigan. Look at them; they're they're stealing signs. They're stealing signs. And Michigan points back at everyone else, says, "Well, they're doing it too. They're stealing signs." And you know, it seems very elementary and and childish, but you know, at the end of the day. I think, uh, and we, we talked to uh, to David Cohn about it, and he said the same thing, is we are making such a big deal out of something that happens at a lot of schools around the country. And now, yes, if uh, Connor Stallions was at Central Michigan, dressed in Central Michigan garb, trying to steal signs from another team during that game, then yes, that is... He, and he was. And he was. He, he yeah. was. And now that is something. That is breaking the rules, and that is something. Or was it a deep fake video? Oh, who knows. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, we, we are making a, a massive deal over uh, something that I think a lot of coaching staffs have done in the last two or three years. And and, and maybe this is good that it is Michigan. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if it's a lot of other places, sure. you don't have that heft. Right. You don't have that gravitas. Mm-hmm. You don't have that, that fight song and that, that helmet and that tradition to fight them. You kind of yeah. have to just take your kicking. Yeah. And and they said, no, we're not doing it. We're fighting it. And especially, we're not going to let you ruin this mm-hmm. good year. Yeah. No, I think, I think it's great. And then even going back a couple weeks ago where, um, you know, all of this was kind of you know, the tension was rising. It was getting a lot of publicity. And then you start hearing the reports, oh, Michigan's, you know, f- trying to get as, as fast as they can a new contract for, for Jim Harbaugh. I mean, so Michigan was full in. We're defending our guys. We're defending our team. I hope they beat Ohio State 80 to nothing. Oh, man. Well, they might. That's a good Michigan. And, and, and I like Ohio State. I, was, I do, too. I, I was kind of for Ohio State. And I, I wasn't really for either last year. I'm just taking in it person. all in. I'm just taking it all in. But – a lot of this has been Ohio State inspired, mm-hmm. and I want Michigan to lay one on them. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm kind of with you on that, uh, Brett. We do have our uh, our guest picker uh, for Saturday morning. Have I, you I seen saw, who I it saw is? That. Uh, Nolan Smith, the former uh, Georgia Bulldog, now with the uh, with the Eagles. And if you'll remember at SEC Media Days, uh-huh. I asked Anthony Dasher. I said, "What's the one play yeah. that?" That pivoted, turned mm-hmm. the whole thing around, yep. and he said his pick six in he the sure national did. championship he game. Sure did. I remember that. And, I mean, that was a massive play. It, it, it launched it. Yeah. Remember, if you'd listened to Twitter that night, Stetson Bennett would have gotten pulled. Oh, yeah. Oh, people absolutely. were wanting a change at oh, quarterback 100%. there. percent People, the, <laughs> the, the ones out there on Twitter. that. Yeah. But, uh, no, you're absolutely right. And honestly, you Pick, could have picked a lot of a lot of different players on that Eagles roster. I the, mean, the, the theme that night was if you got a backup, get him in now. That's right. And 
Stuck with it, and then that play on defense was big. I think also was, at the time, very heightened because of what had happened a couple years earlier with Alabama when they had to make the change. It was. And so everyone was like, what? It worked for for Alabama. Well, that was the Georgia fan motivation that night. Obama did it Mm -hmm. with the walk-off of of Tua to Devontae as two two freshmen. (laughs) Incredible. I I mean, unbelievable. But no, that's... uh, um, and at least now I know a little bit about the uh, the guest picker for for game day. These past couple weeks have been a little. I will make it over them. to the game day set a little early with with our kick time. Yeah. And when it's when they're not there, look, they're there for Georgia. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ole Miss is is almost an afterthought <laughs> with the programming. But a few weeks ago, where were they? Oh, they were at Utah, mm. and Dan Lanning. The opposing team in Oregon yeah. appeared on the game day set really? and did an interview. Wow. That's interesting. I can't imagine Lane doing that. Ooh, no chance. I, I, no I just can't. Chance. I, I can't imagine. That, that reception and the proximity, because we're not across the street right. where, where we're going to be, so it, it would be difficult. But Dan Lanning, he went into the belly of the beast wow. and, and, and applauded them, said, hey, sure. great stuff. Yeah. I love the passion, but you know, I, I don't mind being here. Interesting. I thought that was uh, huh, a lot of stones. Move. Yeah, that is an interesting move. Today at lunch, I was out at the commissary at Houston Levy and Poplar, and I and I asked. I said, "You know, how are things going for the for the, the smoked turkey and the hams for the, the holidays?" And it's going well. You need to get on the list now nine zero one seven five four five five four zero for the smoked turkey, the cornbread dressing, the gravy, cranberry sauce, mashed potatoes, green beans, rolls, butters, plates. And utensils, and I told them that I've been saying they, they, the commissary would do everything except for cleanup. But if you ask really nice, they might even do that. I told them that today. 901-754-5540. Whole turkeys and hams, gravy, dressing, sweet potato casserole for any, for any size order, uh, 10, 15, 20, they got you covered. And, and it will make the holiday so very special. If you do it at Thanksgiving, you're going to do it again at Christmas. You can go to commissarybbq.com or you can call 901-754-5540. And today I, I did it again. I got the Brunswick stew and it was so good. All the barbecue, all the appetizers, all the food, so good. And I tell people, for a truly great barbecue place. What a hamburger they have at the commissary. But that Memphis-style barbecue and ribs, that's what they're known for, and that's what they do so well at Houston Levy and Poplar and at the original in Germantown where it all began. If you're craving an easier way to order, text commissary right now to 33733. Dig into the ribs of the shoulder, chopped or pulled on a plate, on a sandwich, all the sides, and all the desserts. The best lemon ice box pie I've ever had anywhere. The strawberry cake, it's it's close to the best I've ever had anywhere. And the banana pudding, 901-754-5540, online at commissarybbq.com. They're in Collierville, in Germantown, in the party areas. Orders to go, catering, tailgating, and for the holiday season. They do it right at the Collier, Collierville Commissary at Houston, Levy, and Poplar are the original in Germantown. I'm just seeing this on uh, on Twitter. Somewhat breaking news, I guess. Adam Rittenberg from uh, ESPN tweeting it, out about— has been all over that story. Hey, oh, absolutely. Tweeting out about 10 uh, or 15 minutes ago, uh, LSU star quarterback Jaden Daniels listed as probable— 
for Saturday's game against Florida per coach Brian Kelly. He's been in concussion protocol. I mean, it'd be huge for for LSU, but definitely, I mean, especially with concussion, what we've seen um, recently, especially with Tua last year, you definitely want to make sure he's he's good to go before. I hope he's okay. I don't think it was dirty because it's a bad injury. Doesn't make it always dirty. I don't even think it should have been a penalty on the play. I don't. Yeah, I don't either. I certainly don't think it was it was dirty. That's kind of been the biggest um, discussion this season. But I hope he's he's all right, and it would be great to see him um, if he is a hundred percent cleared to play uh, for him to be out there in this game this weekend. But let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, we'll wrap up today's show with talk about crunch time. Now back to sports time on Sports Fifty Six and ninety eight five FM. This hour is brought to you by Hewlett and Dunn Food and Gene Company in Collierville. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Brian Jacobs. Go crazy, folks! Go crazy! This is for all the biggest crush time. You are looking live. In your life have you seen anything like that? Goodbye! Hello, Hashman! It's obviously crush time. Hammer! Nail! Coffin! This baby is over! The Double Steak Grilled Cheese Burrito, so good. Double the steak with nacho cheese sauce, seasoned rice, red strips, sour cream, and the three-cheese blend wrapped inside a warm flour tortilla with even more three-cheese blend grilled on the top. The Double Steak Grilled Cheese Burrito, it hits the spot now at Taco Bell. And at Taco Bell, when they say they are feeding people's lives with unexpected good, they mean it. Bowl food you can't get anywhere else. Well, Brett, what I learned today, and I probably could have saved this for a big number tomorrow, but I I was just blown away when I saw this. Uh, Tommy DeVito is set to start for the New York Giants uh, on Sunday, and that will make the 10th rookie quarterback in the NFL, which is uh, incredible to see. How's replacing Eli Manning going? Yeah, not 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 great. But he's the tenth. Let me go through the the rookie quarterbacks that have started this year: Clayton Toon for the Arizona Cardinals, Jaron Hall for the Minnesota Vikings, uh, Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. Of course, we saw those coming, so that's five. Will Levis, who started uh, last week, um, uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson started earlier this season for the Browns. Uh, Aiden O'Connell started last. Last week for the Raiders, Tyson Bajit uh, for the Chicago Bears, who has started the last couple of games and will start again tonight. So make it 10 on Sunday when, if and when, uh, Tommy DeVito starts for the Giants. I don't think anybody saw How this. many more this year? One or two? Uh, probably one or two. I'm trying to think of other rookie quarterbacks that are might might be somebody just out there. It, it really could be. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. But tenth, I mean, that's the the uh, the most uh, in a single campaign since 1950, uh, excluding, Ooh. of course, 1987 when the players Re- were on strike. Re- replacement, um, but players, that's yeah. just incredible. Yeah, there were some different quarterbacks out there oh, that, that year. What I learned, Lakers blasted last night by the Rockets. DB didn't do much but talk. What's new? Hmm. The Lakers dropped their third straight and now three and five. Lakers and Grizzlies met in the first round last year in the playoffs. That's not happening this year. And of course, Anthony Davis, he's out. And, 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 and now we, we, we see that Magic Reeves wasn't very good last night. Only seven. K- Kareem Hashimura, mm-hmm. he had 24. Hmm. 
in a 32-point loss. Mm, yeah, it was an ugly game for uh, for the Lakers last night. I didn't really see that coming. Um, what I could have done without, I saw this earlier, I think Jason Munns retweeted it, and that's uh, how it came on my time, I think, quote tweeted it, actually. But this is uh, from down at Louisiana Tech. This is from, I believe, their Rivals beat writer, um, or one of the writers, contributors, yes. at, uh, at down at Rivals uh, for Louisiana Tech. But let me read this real quick. Credentials? Yes, absolutely. This morning I arrived at practice early as usual. Just before the second period started, Coach Crumby called me over to where the entire offense slash offensive coaching staff was was gathered. After asking me to introduce myself and tell the offense what I did, I explained that I covered recruiting, radio show, post-game show, etc. As I spoke, he interrupted me to demand that I, quote, look them in the eyes when I talk, end of quote. When I was finished, he proceeded to tell me I wasn't su- I wasn't supportive enough to be given further access to the program, kicked me out, and told me I was no longer welcome to practice except during open media portions, which hasn't occurred since the start of fall camp. I've been doing this for a long time. I've been a tech fan since I was born. Truthfully, it's very difficult for me to remove my biased, quote, fan hat in favor of my unbiased journalist hat. But, uh, excuse me, plus the following, uh, I've been quoted and uh, laughed at as being a, quote, homerism on this page. I will find any reason possible to see silver lining with this program. But one thing I will not do is fail to give this board, our members, and our listeners an accurate assessment of how I think things stand in all athletic programs. That's just, I mean, completely, first off, uncalled for. I mean, a guy that's not only um, writing for a blog that does, these look, these blogs um, and these websites, Rivals 247s, they give great access to a lot of schools that don't get a ton of great access from regular newspapers in some of these markets, and it just gives you know, in more in detail. I love these sites, and uh, and he's also doing post game radio stuff to take him and not only remove his credential, but have him stand in front of the offense and humiliate him. Look them in their eyes when you talk. And this is a grown man you're talking to. I mean, it's ridiculous. If this is true at all, which it seems like it is, it's it's completely out of that line. That guy be at Louisiana Tech longer than Sonny Cumbie 100%. Could have done without. He's done it again. Scott Boris, who really runs baseball, <laughs> once again seriously yeah. proposing the idea of a neutral site World Series. Mm. Who would it draw? Uh, I mean, it... it Almost nothing can top the dumbest thing we do as a country, <laughs> and that's changed the time. But yeah. this would rival it if we went to a neutral mm-hmm. site World Series. We had to during COVID. We were trying to survive, sure. yeah. uh, trying to keep business going. But no, no, no way that should happen, and, and no way that it would. But you know, at one time, a ghost runner at second and extra innings seemed well, crazy. That is true. And it had to be at one time the DH uh-huh. seemed nuts. Uh, yeah. Well, but Brett, I mean... Do we not have that sample size from that COVID year to say that nobody liked it at a neutral site? It was it was not fun at all. Yeah, I, I think we do. I mean, you think you'd be able to, to kind of look past that? Where are you beaming tonight? Beam me to eight and one U of L at home against UVA. How did Virginia beat North Carolina? Mm, I asked that incredible. earlier. I asked it again. Louisville could be in the college football playoff mix. Went out, beat FSU in the ACC championship game. They could be the fourth seed. Looks yeah. like college football playoff right now will be four conference champions. Mm, yeah, it really does. Uh, let's see. Where do I want to beam tonight? Beam me, Brett. You mentioned it earlier. Western Kentucky versus Wichita State college basketball. Pretty good one. Tonight, it should be a really good one. A good opportunity. What about WAC? 
It's a USA challenge. Well, there's a couple of those tonight. Um, I, I'm thinking maybe this later game, 7 o'clock, Stephen F. Austin at MTSU. Maybe wrong team favorite here, Brett. I like the Stephen F. Austin team. Right now, uh, MTSU a two-and-a-half point favorite. Maybe wrong team favorite. I might have to beam to that after I watch a little bit of that Western Kentucky-Wichita State game. Maybe at halftime I'll beam over and, and see what's going on over there. Louisiana tonight can get bowl eligible with a win yeah. over Southern Miss. Right now, 54 bowl eligible teams. Teams for 82 spots, 16 five-win teams. Yeah, no, it should be a, a really fun night. The NFL game, you can't forget about that. I know uh, not many people are probably very excited about that game tonight uh, between the Bears and the Panthers, but, you know, it could be interesting. I really like Tyson uh, Bajent um, and what uh, what he's done. I know a lot of interceptions, but for a young quarterback from the D2 ranks, he looks very confident, very composed in the pocket as a starting quarterback in the the NFL, a, a lot of college basketball games, not 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 a ton of uh, of top twenty five teams. Only uh, a couple going tonight. Michigan State. We'll see if they can bounce back after that loss to James Madison. They have Southern Indiana tonight at six o'clock. Some later games. Um, uh, St. Mary's twenty third ranked St. Mary's uh, at home. USC also at home 21st ranked, but not a ton of intrigue in college basketball. But that changes tomorrow night. Tiger basketball in action. You've also got Duke Arizona. We'll talk a lot more about both of those games tomorrow afternoon. But that's all the time we have. Enjoy your night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow afternoon at 3 o'clock.